the Siyata Deshmaya, this is our sixth and uh, our last uh, learning together in Shalom Bayis. And of, of course, um, I mentioned to you if there are any Ha'aras. Uh, some, some of the guys had asked me to talk about a couple of things. I have to be honest, I didn't remember everything else. So if you told me you wanted me to discuss something, then raise your hand uh, towards the middle or end and uh, feel free to, to discuss. The Gemara in Yevamas on Daf Samach Beis Amabeis has a it's a Samach Beis and Beis Yevamas is a very packed Daf. That's the Daf that speaks about Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim, and then the Gemara talks about all of the special things that you have uh, about being married. It's interesting the Gemara that talks about the greatest errors of Ben Adam Chavero. Probably Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva's Talmudim represent that goes immediately into uh, into marriage without any clear segue of what what what's going on. Could be the Gemara is saying that uh, the ultimate Benad Lachavero is is a healthy marriage, and the Gemara all the way in the bottom of the Yamud says Tan A person should love his wife like himself. And honor her more than himself. There is a diuk that's made in the Rambam that when the Rambam quotes this halacha in Perek Tezvav and Hilchos Ishus, Rambam actually inverts the Gemara. The Gemara says to love one's wife like one's body, and to mechabed her more than one's body. So before we get to the contrast between the two, the Rambam actually puts it in the other order. The Rambam says mechabda yoser migufo to honor her. The Rambam speaks about first, and then. And then the love, so that fits in beautifully. If you remember, we had uh, started Hakaras uh, Kvoda. We had spoken with the Balamar about one's uh, one's wife's kavod, and uh, I would like to argue, according to the Rambam, the emphasis is constantly being sure that one's wife's kavod is in the in the right place. And uh, kavod we spoke about is something that's extremely extremely uh, central. And it's not a negative thing. Uh, un- unfortunately, uh, there are negative redifas uh, kavod and so on. But kavod is a central part of uh, of human human existence. And a wife feeling appreciated is probably uh, one of the most important arching themes that we've been talking about in these uh, six six weeks. And it seems that the Rambam is saying it as follows: If a person really reaches that madrega of akaras kavoda. Then, then he'll be able to love her like Gufa. That uh, the first the first step comes from the appreciation. Uh, that's how we start off every day. That's why we we start off every day before we say Reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem, which is probably the most important description of how a person is supposed to integrate with his environment. Yiras Shemayim and Chachma. We say Maidani Lefanecha. The most important thing for us is to recognize, is to appreciate. Uh, where everything is is coming from, Moidani Lefanecha, and so too over here, Mechabda Yoser Megufa to Mechabed her. We're arguing as we did in the past that Kavod is really appreciating everything uh, that she, that she is. That's the first step, and then showing her a deference which is greater than yourself. Now the shot in the Gemara, of course, is that it's impossible. The way Hakadosh Baruch Hu made us is impossible to love someone more than you love yourself. But you can be mechabed someone more than you when you're mechabed yourself. 
And so that's what that's the idea of Mechabda Yoser Migufa, yet to love her um, like his his goof. So that's the concluding theme as well, in terms of showing her kavod in the pu'ula, as well as showing her kavod in terms of the moda'ani uh, rec- recognizing. There is a famous uh, author, Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote uh, a few books. One of them is entitled The Tipping Point, and I believe it's in this book that uh, Gladwell uh, gave the, follow- the following uh, fascinating historical st- it's not really historical. Sports doesn't qualify as history, does it? So uh, one, a fascinating piece of analysis of uh, social and um, sport development. And that is, if you want to predict, if you have coming into to the NHL, all the rookies who are coming to NHL in 2020, you want to predict who is most likely to be a successful professional player, the most important factor is not size, is not speed, it's not vision. It's actually what month they're born. What? What month they're born? And the oymik is that if you're born, someone here who knows hockey could help me out, but uh, if you're born at a certain stage, that means when you're in 16 years old, so when you're in 11th, how's it go? When you're in 11th grade, uh, you could start playing junior hockey. But you have to be 16 years old. So there's some kids who start playing junior hockey in 11th grade, and some kids who start playing junior hockey in 12th grade. The most important factor of whether somebody's going to be a successful professional player, statistically, is whether they played an extra year of hockey in junior hockey. So that turns out is a critical point. So what, what's, uh, what's the, the, the nimshal? The nimshal is that when it comes to life, in order to succeed in certain things, one needs to reach a point where you've created enough of that experience to the point that you're now able to transfer that successfully into real, into real life. That's what is referred to as the tipping point. If a person reaches the tipping point, then they're of uh, in hockey that they've gotten enough, enough, enough experience. Then the odds, then their their odds are that they'll succeed a lot more than somebody else. At this stage of life, speaking to young couples, you're at the stage where you're creating the tipping point. You're at the stage, the critical stage where mechabda yosem migufa, where once you've created that foundation, for sure you. God forbid, there could be a couple that has five good years, of initial years of marriage, and then if they don't work on their marriage, then things could fall apart as well. But the most critical factors are actually the beginning stage, whether in the initial stages you've been able to be mechabda, yosem, megufa, then that foundation is very, very hard to, to be undone. So the initial stages are critical. I mentioned to you the story with my Talmud with the Kugels, that uh, he, he spent... Uh, time in the beginning, even though eventually he's not going to help uh, on this thing, but in the beginning, to be able to create that foundation is is absolutely uh, absolutely important. Of course, once he's mechabda yoser migufa, she'll be mechabed him. That's the amazing. That's the amazing thing. Is that kamayim al adam Once we do that, then 
uh, we're going to receive it uh, in return. We mentioned that often, a lot of times, the phenomenon of a quote-unquote nagging wife is because she's begging for the attention of her husband. She's begging for that kavod. And that's what uh, usually, usually leads to, to that sense of uh, complaining. Uh, that's why um, making sure that we're experiencing life together is extremely important. In other words, mechabda doesn't only mean holding the door open for her. Mechabda also means being able to show that her situation in your life is absolutely central and important to you. Her situation in your life is central. That means that if something significant happened to you, share it with her, even though she has nothing to add. Uh, share with her what happened to you in your in, in your day. Share with her your successes, even if it's not re- relevant to your to your relationship uh, per se. And that's a chiyuv. It's a chiyuv. Husband asked for his wife, Isha Baila Masamcha. The chiyuv of the Baal is to be misameach his his wife. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman pointed out that things are distorted today. This is in Halicha Shlomo, if I'm not mistaken, that they once came. Stop me if I said this already. That they once came to uh, a fellow came to Rav Shlomo Zalman, a young man, and he showed him a beautiful esrog, a beautiful esrog. And Rav Shlomo Zalman was taken aback. He, that year he hadn't seen such an esrog like that. It was before Sukkot, and he said to him, "It's very nice." He said, "But you should know there's another young mitzvah this Yom Tov, and taking the esrog is Doraisa on the first day, but it's Dirabana on all other days, and this." Is a mitzvah daraisa all of yantuf, and that is, he said, did you spend so much money on buying your wife a dress like you spent on this, on this esrog? Very, very. This is in Sefer Alicha Shlomo. They bring this down. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman said to him, "You spend so much on an esrog. Did you spend so much uh, on your wife? That you'll never lose. Let's put it this way: you'll never lose by spending extra money on your wife. You'll never lose." You never lose. Can I point to a Maimar Chazal? No. Shabbos is a Beferish right? I'm saying it myself. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm positive about that. You won't lose by spending extra on your, on your wife. What I do have a Maimar Malkin for is Rav Shlomo Zalman felt you should spend more money on uh, a present for your wife on, uh, for, for Yom Tov, for a dress, than, than for uh, the Dalad, Dalad Minim. There are impediments, chas v'chalila, in terms of shalom bayis. Kedusha se'inayim, shmira sabris, those things themselves internally, even if one's wife is entirely unaware of these things, at the end of the day, those things internally can affect, uh, can affect a, a, a relationship on a, on a spiritual level. And on a basic human level, it shows that a person is self-absorbed. In other words, at first, what was our whole mahalach in terms of intimacy? Our whole mahalach of intimacy was the intimacy is, is about focusing on one's wife's pleasure as opposed to one's own. Um, for sure, it's an instinctive struggle that man has, Kedusha Seinayim and Shmir Sabris. But at the end of the day, the, the, the struggle itself is a struggle that uh, revolves around a form of self absorption. Um, similarly, of course, uh, the halacha that one is not supposed to compare one's wife to anybody else. 
or think about another person's uh, wife. Uh, that in such a case, then a person is clearly undermining mechabda uh, yoser migufa. I'm not talking about it in chasvachalila perverted way. I'm talking about it even in a a way that's pragmatic. Dahainu, what I'm referring to is as follows. One of the reasons that uh, I felt a little bit of an impetus before I was ever involved in Gruss is, was, is when I first came to Eretz Yisrael, I was talking to one of my Talmidim that came that came to the Kolel. I wouldn't say, is it, uh, well, I was younger then, so I, I don't know if he wasn't a Talmud of mine in Shir, but someone I know maybe used to come to my Shir in Hask, and he came to Gruss for, for a year, and I spoke with him. Uh, he had gotten married. He was a little older than the rest of the crowd, he and his wife, but within relative same age range. And he said to me, Rebbe, I have a hard time not comparing my wife's strengths and weaknesses to other, to other wives. Um, so this could, could start from a very uh, natural place. Uh, for example, a person sitting in the base of Madrish and his wife asked him to come home at uh, 9.15 and he looks around the base of Madrish and Ruve and Shema and Levi they're still in the base marriage. Their wives didn't ask him to come kanirat, or maybe they're they're not speaking to each other. I don't know. But chas But uh, you know, Ruben Shimon and Levi are still. So what? That's what this guy was doing. These types of things. He was saying, "Wait a second. Um, you know, maybe my wife is not as good as I as I thought that that uh, that she was." Um, so the answer to that question is you have no idea. You have no idea. Just like Lahavdil, you don't know, you don't really, really know your wife until you marry her, and she doesn't know you until you marry each other, no matter how well you thought you know each other beforehand. You have no idea. Just because Ruven Shimon Levi's wife didn't um, they say that they could learn until 10 30, 11, 12, 1, 2, or maybe she doesn't want him to come home, tells him to stay in the base the whole night. But uh, at, 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 the, at the end of the day, you don't really, really know. Because it works, life is much more complicated. You guys know this. At the end of the day, it could be that she doesn't mind that he comes home at 11 30, but also she wants that, uh, that, that, uh, that when they go on vacation, that, uh, you know, he learned much less. And your wife, it doesn't, it doesn't bother. Everybody is different. In other words, you don't know the full story to compare. And of course, Yosem is that. And this is, this is the much more fundamental point. And that the Zayar that we had started, we we're sort of recapping many things that we had mentioned. The Zayar that uh, we started with is that you and your wife are two halves of one neshama. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that this half of neshama to sustain the other half is that she needs more intent, attention than the average woman does, then that is, that's your avodas Hashem. That's, that's, uh, you are, as we spoke about last, last week, you are where you're supposed to, you're supposed to be. This is where, this is your, you know, one of the guys, interesting, uh, one of the guys misunderstood, one of the Bachram misunderstood my uh, Musr Shmuz last week. He said to me, does that mean if I made a decision to go to a secular college, so now I'm there, that means Hashem wants me to be there because I made a decision to go there. So no 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 I didn't, I didn't mean that I didn't I meant that that at the moment that you're in a particular place at that moment that's where you're supposed to be but the next moment and you have to make the most of it the next moment you have to reassess that's where you, in other words every moment you're reassessing 
So bitachon just means that at this particular second, this is where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wa- wants me to be. But now you have to reassess. Maybe you have to jump out. It's a kivshon ha'esh. You, you have to jump out. Every second is a new, is, uh, is a new uh, assessment. So therefore the same, the same uh, applies in terms of uh, one's, one's wife. One's, one's wife, her strengths and her weaknesses are what HaKadosh Baruch Hu destined that you should, you should experience. And that way, choosing a wife is different than choosing a career, than choosing a school, than choosing anything else. Because when it comes to a career, so then you make a decision, then you have to reassess every second whether it's right. But when, when you choose your wife, and when, you, when a person gets married, and that is their zivug, that's the other half of their neshama, so then there was a bas called that Yotzeis, that this is what you're supposed to be experiencing. Uh, there's a big tzaddik in Yerushalayim, they say his wife is crazy. Famous, everybody here, especially those who are into chasidus. Uh, no, I imagine everybody here has heard his name. The famous tzaddik in Yerushalayim. They say she's mamish crazy. And he drive, and she drives him crazy. And the Talmudim said, Rabbi, Mom, we're talking about someone who is mentally ill. and uh, um, This is even well known. This is well known. And, the, and, the, and this tzaddik said that, uh, no, that's my topic. Because Baruch wanted me to, and he believes that uh, that's a, that's a regular There is one of the greatest post-Gahadar, previous generation, who those who are in the know, know that his wife was a very, very difficult person. And he, not only that, they didn't have any children. A giant of Torah. They didn't have any children. And this, uh, this giant of Torah was never, never once, uh, never once expressed any anger or resentment and 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 so on and so on and so forth, and because they understood that their zivug, that's the, that's their tafkid, that they're supposed the lives that they're supposed to live. Baruch Hashem, you and I don't have those those challenges because we're not in that madrega. We're not that's tzaddik in Rishlam. We're not in his madrega, and this this uh, one of the poskiyadar. We're not in his uh, in his madrega. But at the at the end of the day, every single one of us, our, we have strengths and weaknesses, and our wives have strengths and weaknesses. And our tafkid is to be able to be mitmodeit with both of those uh, uh, strengths and weaknesses. So therefore, even if it's true, but that means HaKadosh Baruch Hu believes that you could reach your biggest potential in learning, even though uh, you, you might be in the base matter less time because she, she needs you. There's actually Rafadr Shlita shared with me a chsam cipher when I went to, he was sitting shivi here, he lives... Uh, no, his brother lives here. He's in his brother's. Uh, so Rafader shared shared with me a, fa- a fascinating psalm cipher. The psalm cipher in the his hakdama is Rafader's bekiyas. Told me exactly where it was. The psalm cipher in his hakdama to Yeridea. He has a hakdama called Pituche Chosam. That's what it says. That's what's called. Psalm cipher says something amazing. The amount of time a person devotes. To teaching others, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will make that they won't lose any of their own time. And he explains. Sam Seifer says that let's say Hateva, it will take you five hours to understand the Sugiyin Yavamis. But you devote four hours teaching others Torah. So you took the, of those five hours. And you devote four of those hours to each other. That Kaddish Baruch Hu will allow you in one hour 
to accomplish, you're only able to accomplish in five hours. In other words, you don't lose any time of your own personal growth in Talmud Torah by the time that you spend teaching Torah to others. So if I could extend what the Chassam Seifer is saying, and that is that if, with the right guidance, your wife is, for whatever reason, a little bit more, needs a little bit more of your time, at the end of the day, you're not going to lose in, in your Talmud Torah. It's a very, very powerful Islam Seifer. He's not talking about marriage. He's not talking, it's my extension. But I believe that the Islam Seifer is saying, by the way, I've seen that Islam Seifer in my own life. I, 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 it's, it's posh. It's, I could tell you personally, it's, uh, it's MS. It's 100%. Uh, any, anybody who's devoted a little bit of their time teaching Torah, they'll experience, they'll see that there's a special siyata deshmaya that Kodesh Baruch gives you that you don't lose in the time that you, you devote to others in terms of uh, in terms of Havana Satora. Okay. Um, the Gemara in Yavamos is amazing. This Gemara that I that I read you one Gemara, the Gemara that precedes it, the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Tancham, Amar Rabbi Chani Loi, Kol Adam She'ein Loi Isha, Sharui, Beloi Simcha, Beloi Bracha, Beloi Taiva. And the Gemara quotes many different Sukim to back this up. So when you're appreciating your wife, recognize that all, all source of joy, bracha, and tova in your life is bizchus, your wife. And, but it's not enough to recognize it intellectually. We have to find a way to be able to express it, express it whether it means the flowers on Arab Shabbos or expressing it in how much you appreciate her and so on. That is a tremendous uh, responsibility. And, and, and to tell her that you recognize that, uh, that, that, she's, the, that, she, that she's the source of, of all of that. Satsa Seitov. The Sur Meira is not to be self-absorbed. And the Seitov is being able to convey that uh, to her. My Rebbe, Rav Reisman Shlita, uh, once commemorated his his fifth anniversary in a shul. His shul, he opened the shul and it became very, very uh, successful very quickly. And uh, I happened to be at his shul that the Shabbos of the fifth anniversary that he started. And he he said over a Beis Halevi. The Beis Halevi says, asks a kasha of the Ibn Ezra quotes me go'on echad. And that is that uh, the, the Go'on said that of the two Luchos, the second Luchos had greater Kedusha than the first Luchos. And he asks, but at the end of the day, you would have expected the opposite. Because the first Luchos is written by Etzbelokim. It was written by Kaddish Baruch. And the second Luchos is written by, is written by Moshe Rabbeinu. So the... Uh, the question is, why is it that the second Lucas has more Kedusha? And the Beis HaLevi develops the idea that the ultimate Kedusha in this world comes from Amelus. Amelus is the source of Kedusha Sator. And, and with the first Lucas, we, would have, wouldn't, we wouldn't have uh, forgotten anything. So it's true, it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the second Lucas, though, was made by Moshe Rabbeinu, Psalacha. Even the, the image of Psalacha is Moshe Rabbeinu Carving out, harving on the luchos themselves, of carving out the the letters of the luchos. That image of psalacha becomes the image of the harevna, becomes the image of of Klal Yisrael's amilus uh, batora. So 
Beis HaLevi says that's the pshat. The second luchos have have greater kedusha because there's no greater kedusha than than Amelis Batara. So Rabbi Reisman said the same applies to a young couple. He says when it comes to a young couple, he says the first luchos is what everybody celebrates. Everybody celebrates the chasana as the kolos uvrakim. It's all this tremendous excitement. When shul starts, it starts with a tremendous excitement. And then he says, then eventually get used to each other. The mispalim notice the rav's shortcomings, and the rav notices the mispalim's shortcomings. The husband begins to slowly recognize his wife's shortcomings. His wife begins to recognize his shortcomings. But the true ava in a relationship is when you recognize each other's shortcomings. Is when you recognize the chesrons. It's when it gets it gets uh, the routine. There's no there's no kolos uvrakim anymore. Everything is. The rest of the world is taken for granted. You, your gifts have long have long been forgotten about. You remembered to 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 write all the thank you cards. You forgot to write all the thank cards. People who are angry at you that you forgot to write a thank you card. They already they already forgot that they're upset at you that you forgot the thank you card. V'chulei v'chulei. All those things have all been forgotten. The colors of rock and roll. That is when Ava really starts. That's when the relationship really starts. It's not the first luchos. It's the second luchos. The second luchos that comes along with Amelis. And that's when Amelis really needs uh, to, to kick in. Oh, if that's so, now we understand another. That's what he said. He extended the base Halevi to both marriage and, the, in, this, in his case, the relationship between a Rav and uh, the Mispalim. Uh, if that's so, maybe we could take my Rebbe's idea a little bit further and recognize the following. The kolos uvrakim in marriage of the two, the couple being together is, is beautiful and it lasts for a while and it could be recreated time in, a, you know, every once in a while or, or off in a while. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a new change in the dynamic of the relationship. And that's the siyata d'shmai, when you have a child. When you have a child, so then there's a new stage. It's no longer about taking care of each other, and now reaches an entirely different level of, of amelus. And that level of amelus requires a tremendous help of the husband to his wife, it also demands of the husband, if he's been guilty of sometimes being selfish, that the only way one could be a, a good parent is to continue to develop what you started to develop in your selflessness in marriage. And now it becomes amplified because there's even, there's even less tolerance of selfishness that a, a child has for, for a father than even a wife will have for her husband. Rabbi Bina has a very powerful line. And he says that uh, a man could fool everybody, even his wife, but you can't fool your children. You know, initial stages of marriage, the kolos uvrakim cover up things. You can't even hear people at a wedding. You don't even hear what they're saying. There's so much noise, etc., etc. And there's so much makeup there's everything that's being covered up. But then it's all, it all changes. Nine months later, those who wait longer, my wife and I waited three and a half years, but eventually, eventually there's going to be a totally new dynamic. And that new dynamic is going to be uh, 
be one's children. And there, you as a father, it's absolutely critical to understand, as central as a woman is in the life of her child, particularly when it comes to boys, the most important figure in a boy's life is his father. As far as, it's amazing what type of a role model or lack of a father a father can be. And that's when the real, real sacrifice begins. It hits another, hits another madrega. And then something beautiful happens. The moment in which you begin to develop that sacrifice to your son or your daughter, then you have the opportunity to really cement the idea that your children will only become truly special if there's Zohar to have a great mother behind them. And then you come to the new Madrig of Hakaras Kvoda and recognize that the greatest Zuchus that you have of having children by everybody, that it's, that that schus of having of having a child is only because your wife did what we described in the second shear, and that is your wife gave up everything. She's willing to do everything. We said she's willing to be a cleaning lady sometimes. She's willing to do. She's willing to do everything. She's willing to become a cook. We spoke about everything, but at the end of the day. That was all she was doing that so that you would be able to build a family together. So the moment in which a person, after the calls of Rakim are gone, and the, all the makeup is off, and all of, the, all of the challenges of the daily routine begin, and there's tired, and there's changing of diapers, and there's all of those, all of those things, if you're able then to tap into Akaras Kvoda, to recognize the mysterious nefesh that she gave so that you're able to build a special family together, then you've reached the tipping point. And she's giving you the greatest gift that you could possibly have in your life. And that's all your, that need, that's all your wife. And so therefore, tipping point require, has two points. It requires quantity and it requires quality in these stages. It means... That just like we said, that you need a certain amount of junior hockey time to be in the best position to succeed in professional hockey. So you need a certain amount of quantity of recognizing that, spending time. In other words, it's not enough even to have the quality. It needs a certain amount of quantity. That's what our Chakira, that we said better small gifts that cost less money than, than fantastic gifts that cost more money. But at the same time, the time that you spend with her needs to be the quantity, the, the quality time. And that is, it's not enough to, to have simply the quantity, it also requires the quality as well. The quality here that's critical is, uh, is time. Um, one point that we alluded to, which I think is, which is really, really important, so just to even be more precise, Everybody, uh, you probably have touched on this in one way or another in your, in your life. And that is, and this is really Bruria uh, and Rebbe Meir. This comes up in the beginning of Brachos, where, where Bruria says to, says to Rebbe Meir that uh, we don't, what we want to do is not Yitamu Chaton Min but Yitamu Chotim Min That what we want is that 
the actions to be to be changed. Any time that there are issues which has could compromise one's wife's kavod, what we need to do is make sure that it doesn't attack her essence. So we spoke about constructive criticism. We spoke about that every once in a while there's a place for constructive criticism. And we spoke about the idea that when it comes to constructive criticism, we're not going to criticize who she is. We're not going to constructively suggest a change that's her, but rather what we're going to talk about is a particular incident, a particular maisa. We're not going to talk about, not talk about criticizing her essence. Hakaras kvoda also means that we have to be sensitive that not only are we doing the surmeira, not only are we doing the asetov, not only only are we appreciating luchos harishonos and luchos hashniyos, but we're also doing is making sure that her her sense of dignity remains entirely intact. Anafkamina, one of the guys brought up with me, is in regards to in-laws. When it comes to one's in-laws, one has to be extremely, extremely, extremely sensitive. Because with one's in-laws, what one is doing is a woman is caught very much between two allegiances. Her two important allegiances in her life are her parents and her husband. And to be caught between those two is probably the most torturous thing that a woman could do. So any time a woman feels that her husband is pulling her one way and her parents are pulling her another way, that's torturous in a way that you will never experience. For a girl, her parents are also part of her essence, just like her 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 husband. If you're uh, if you want to criticize your in-laws, the only place to do it is in the shower. That's the only place to do it. You can't criticize your in-laws in front of uh, in, in front of your in front of your wife. Um, sure, there's hilchos lashon hara for one's in-laws as well. But even let's say in any context that was that was that was mutter. Um, it's not always easy. I can't say that I've even been perfect about it. My in-laws are fantastic. But still, if there's ever a time that there's something that you're feeling, um, make sure that uh, it's, not, it's not directly to her because what it does is uh, it, comp- it, it really attacks chas v'chalila, her, her essence. So there's a real heavy avoda. <laughs> the real heavy avoda is this luchos hashniyos, is when all the kolos of rakim are gone. But the amazing thing is, and this is how I conclude, the amazing thing is this heavy avoda is not about big things. It's about small things. In other words, if we find a way to be able to show in small but significant ways that we really, really appreciate our wife, then I guarantee, I'm willing to make that guarantee, I guarantee you'll have a happy marriage. But you know what usually happens? You know, Nassil Sisharim describes, what is the greatest koach of the Yetzir Hara? It's not the meaning of the words, Yetzir Hara. The greatest power for the Yetzir Hara is not Ra. What does the Nassil Sisharim say? It's Herga. It's routine. It's routine. 
So a person gets into the routine and he thinks he's talking to his wife. Remember what we discussed in the third or fourth year? We've been just sort of reviewing everything we discussed in a, in a new context. We spoke about the idea that has you know, the couple that goes into a marriage therapist and she says, she says to the therapist, he's not talking to me. He says, what are you talking about? So the therapist asks, when was the last time he spoke to you? She says, she says, it's been months. And says, what are you talking about? He said, I just, we just spoke this morning. I said, what time we're going to pick, we made up what time we're going to pick the kids up from carpool. And she says, you see, he doesn't talk to me anymore. So that phenomenon in which he feel, she feels that he doesn't speak to me anymore, what she's asking for is small things. She's not asking for big things. What she's asking for is a sense that she is a central part of his life. And what Herigl does is Herigl says, let's forget about those small things, those small pieces of recognition. Let's go through life with life's routines and going, you know, and, and going here and going there and and having supper and then a Shabbos meal and this one running there and this one running there and everything is down. That's Luchos Hashniyos. Everything, everything is no longer with the colors of Rakhim. There's no longer excitement. Then everybody's doing their thing and they're getting things done. And then eventually the woman feels that she lost her husband. And so that's why it's small things. That's what Mrs. Susharim says. Silsi Sharm says that all you need is pishpush and mishmush. All one needs, says the Silsi Sharm, is for a person to be mefashpesh b'maisav, to search their actions, and then also, even in their maisim tovim, to reanalyze them. We're doing it well. Are we doing it well? And, and these things change. These things change over time. I'll give you, I'll give you an example in my in my own life. Um, once upon a time, so my wife and I would take a walk sometimes during the weekend night. And as my schedule changed, we said, wait a second, we are not, we don't have time to spend with each other like we used to. And so therefore we have to adjust. We decided that every other Tuesday morning, once every two weeks, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go into Yeshiva. So that's where, that's why I'm not here every, once every two weeks on Tuesday morning. Things are different. Once upon a time, Tuesday morning wasn't available. And Tuesday night, now all my nights are not available. Things change. And that's what the Mesilis Yisharim is describing. The Mesilis Yisharim is describing that we need to constantly reassess. We need to reassess how we're doing those small things. At the end of the day, a, a couple of hours out of the week is not a big thing. But a person needs to, a couple needs to be committed that they're going to be able to take, to take that time. Now, every person is different. Everybody's schedule is different. Everybody's dynamic is different. Everybody's personality. There are people who are night people and there are people who are morning people. And sometimes we find ourselves in a relationship where, where you're a night person and she's a morning person. So I have news for you. My wife and I also. I'm a night person. My wife's a morning person. And we do it, Baruch Hashem, and it's besimcha. Uh, but the point is that all of these things in life, all these things in life are things in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'm going to be mezavig you with someone who's a morning person, and, and, and you're a night person, it's gonna, and it's going to work. But, yeah, but, but you need pishpush and mishmush. A person needs to constantly be... And, and then, once you do that, 
then you could just do small things that make a big, a small things make a big difference. But Hergel is the biggest enemy. Hergel is the biggest enemy. Hergel is the biggest enemy because what eventually happens is that we just went through this routine and before long, there's no longer any Hamelus in the Luchos Hashniyos. And before long, the Luchos begin to crumble. Kaddish should give us the Siyat of to be able to continue to be Mamshech Chopah. That we should be able to be Mamshech the, all of the Kedusha that comes along with the Luchos Harishonos, but there's going to be so much greater Kedusha to the Luchos, luchos Hashniyos. And then Be'ez HaShem will be able to raise a family, B'dar Yisharim, and the Ish and the Isha, the Yud and the and the hey will be able to truly come together to bring us the simcha, the taiva, and bracha that the Gemara Nivamas uh, promised us. It just requires a little bit of work on our part. Yes? Um, is a question early. Early parenthood question in the first few years. Um, when fatigue plays such a big role yes. in. In your relationship now, mm-hmm. so two questions. Number one, how how does that? How do you find enough energy emotionally when there's so much fatigue to keep the excitement in the relationship? What you're able to have when you were childless, and be just like even intimately, you know, when you're so exhausted every single day. So how do you uh, right? Yes. Right. So. So first, the most sir. But the Musa is not the whole story. Because it's not, it's not realistic, but I think it's important to be more. The Musa is that at the end of the day, when you, went, when you went to the Ukraine, you didn't have a lot of sleep, you found the Chiyos in that as well. In other words, the point is that things that we're really, really, really excited to do, this is not the intimacy I'm talking about. I'm not talking about intimacy now. I'm talking about just uh, things that we're really, really excited to do. Somehow, we're not as, ty- we're not as tired. Um, and the quite. I'm not necessarily one nursing. What's that? I'm not necessarily one oh, nursing. Right, right, right. No, I, I, I assume that your question was also vis-a-vis the men. Are you talking about when one's oh, one? Right. right. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the men. Let's talk about men who are tired. Then we'll talk about women who are tired. Um, but of course, that musr is only one one hundredth of the story. Even though one one hundredth is also a piece to. To, it's, not, it's, it's not to you, it's to everybody, of course, it's to all of us, it's to myself as well. Um, or Let's, let's uh, broaden it. It seems to be, I, I, I had, a, a, I had a, a Shalom Bayes case, where the, the marriage is Baruch Hashem good, but there were, there were issues, a couple moved to a place which was difficult for them to live, or difficult for the wife, and she was disappointed, and she said one of her hardest parts also is that when she's in Nida, she feels that her husband is distant from her. So this husband, you know, expresses more interest in her, not just physical interest, like he asks her more about how her day was and so on and so forth when she's not usher, as opposed to when she's usher. And that doesn't make her feel good. You know, that's, that's something that she, uh, it's normal. In other words, it's, it's human. That error is human. He's a good guy. Not, we're not talking about a bad guy. That error is human, but it's, it's still... It's still uh... now the the second piece I think is you know they say uh, amazing line in psychology the difference between frustration and happiness is expectation. In other words, we have to be realistic 
both I, the husband, and she, the wife, of what the, what we're capable of in the relationship, considering all the things that, that are going on in our, in our lives. Um, so that means that we have to be realistic that if there are if there is so much uh, in terms of taking care of children that's going on, that w- w- we have to be realistic. If our wives are, are uh, nursing, at the end of the day, they're going to have less koach to go out for a walk, and that might affect in terms of intimacy as well. Now, we come back now in terms of bitachon, and that is, let's say that there's a certain time where vis-a-vis intimacy, it's hard when the wife is more, is more tired than she was in the past. So I go back to this piece of bitachon. We mentioned Talmidei Chachamim Pamayim B'Shavuach. The, the, even the Gemara says Pamachas B'Shavuach, the Chazanish says Pamayim B'Shavuach. That uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, it could be, if we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu has said at this particular period of time, maybe it's supposed to be only once B'Shavuach. Now that's an Isayon. It's an Isayon on a lot of different levels. But that might be, during that period of time, that might be, that might be the mitzvahs, and then also in terms of expectation from what what the house is going to look like. It, it could very well be that the house was neater, much neater once upon a time when your wife wasn't as, as tired. And we come back then to the the Musar piece of the stipler, where the stipler they asked for the skula, and the stipler brought out the broom. It could very well be that now you're supposed to be helping out more uh, around the house than you than you thought than you than you than was than was previously. Um, that's on the woman's side. As far as the man being being more fatigued, let's say he has more responsibilities in work, and so on and so forth. I think what we need to do is carve aside time. That's kodesh kadashim. That one is going to be focused on one spouse. So there's kodesh kadashim. No matter how, no matter. In other words, something's going to have to give. The Taz writes that when it comes to sleep, that any sleep that a person deprives themselves, that compromises their intellect, is not a kiyum of paspa melech tocha. In other words, the Taz writes that, or adam kiyom espa'ol, that it only comes the Taz says what that means is as follows. Let's say our Teva would say that we would want, if we were sleeping and someone woke us up, so let's say we would enjoy sleeping for eight hours. But our body only needs seven hours. So says the Taz, that's what's talking about Adam Meimisisatsmo. That is to deprive ourselves from the, that eighth hour of sleep and only sleep seven hours. Or if somebody could do with six hours, then to do with six hours. Um, to deprive himself for that. From, but anything more than that, says the Taz, is not part of the Chiyuv. So therefore, when we're making up our Seder Hayom, our Seder HaShavua, we need a certain amount of, of sleep. Now, we don't always get it because of things that are going on, unanticipated things. But in terms of making your schedule, I take it on my shoulders that if you were going to end up learning less than you had expected to learn, because... You made a cheshben that in terms of your wife and your children, they need X amount of time, and you need X amount of sleep, and you need X amount of time to work. At the end of the day, you're not taking away from your learning. 
by sleep, getting the necessary amount of sleep. As you point out, there are things that are sometimes beyond our control. But the ideal would be to maintain that regimen, the regimen in which you, you get the necessary amount of sleep. What happens when you're an ones and you don't get that amount of sleep just you know, because of life's challenges, some of them good and some of them bad, bad in terms of at least our perception of bad. Um, in such a case, then I think you have to be forgiving to yourself and be forgiving to your spouse. And that is to recognize there are going to be some weeks that we're just going to need, that we're going to that we're going to be an ones and that we're going to be fatigued, and just to be supportive of each other during that period of time. If you're supportive of your wife when she's fatigued, she'll be supportive of you when you're when you're fatigued. It's not easy. It's not easy for a person not to be frustrated for whatever reason. And then that and that's where people talk about that marriage is the best experience of avodas amidas. That's uh, that's that's the opportunity for a person to to raise themselves to raise themselves above. Along those lines, it just dawned on me now. Whenever you're at a place of frustration, I'm just visualizing and being fatigued and being frustrated about something. Chazal, we're so smart. Siag l'chach mashtika. Just be silent. You never lose by, by being quiet. If you're misupic, whether to say something or whether not to, hold it in and then reassess in an hour or two or in a day from now whether it's the right thing to say, especially when one is fatigued and one's, one's frustrated. It's so easy. It's so easy not to talk. And it's the craziest thing. It's so easy not to speak. And there's so many times that we, that we talk, it's just unnecessary. It, it's kadai. Whenever we catch ourselves, I'm speaking for myself as well, whenever we catch ourselves saying something, whether it was Lashon Hara or something that wasn't necessary to be said or something that could have been hurtful to somebody, is ask ourselves, why? What, what motivated me to say that? Did I say that Lashon Hara because of my insecurity? My insecurities, did I, did I say it because of my frustrations? Why did I just not hold my tongue? Why just not talk? I don't have to say everything to everybody all the time about everything. You know, it's, uh, it's okay for someone to come over and tell you a story, and you don't need to comment about that, about that story. You could just, you know, be appreciative and listen. You know, if it's lush and hard, then you have to process it in a different way. But at the end, of, but it doesn't require you to be to add. We don't need to add fuel to everything, and that's and that's something that uh, I don't think about enough. It's not something that we don't we don't think about enough. So it's, a lot of times when it comes to fatigue, is yeah, you know, let your fatigue kick in. Be just be quiet. You know. Talking requires uh, energy. Just don't just don't talk. You're fatigued. Don't don't speak. I shared with you previously the maral, that amazing maral. It's, it's very late already. The maral that says that when a person speaks, he doesn't he doesn't think. So most of you have been thinking in the last forty five minutes, and I haven't been thinking. That's according to maral. Maral says, in other words, what comes out are the thoughts that I thought about before. But we, we don't, when we're, we're speaking, we're not thinking. And so always before, before we speak, to spend some time uh, thinking before. And I think that will, 
help also in terms of fatigue. And ultimately, the last thing, which is such a powerful need, is to be done with Tavsos. Too often we're harsh at that too harsh in our spouses, to be down the kapskos, to understand why she's fatigued, to, under, to, to understand and to really, even, even if she says something nasty, even if she says something that's, that, that's, that's hurtful, again, we don't, uh, to be down the kapskos, that maybe, to, to really understand, like you said, we have no idea what it means to give birth to a child. We have no idea what it means to to nurse a child. We have no idea what it means to be a woman in the Gros Kolo. You know? It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, your, your wife, your wives have given so much to be able to be here. And it's hard. It's hard. It's all, uh, let's, you know, even Richard Joel years ago built a Midrashia so the women should feel more of a part of the Kolo. And so, so at the end of the day, and I'm, my tell me to know me, I'm no feminist. But at the end of the day, this place is male-centric from the beginning to the end. It's so male-centric. Um, and, and that's what I think a colo should be. I'm not advocating uh, to turn the place upside down, to those who know me. But, uh, but at the end of the day, in terms of appreciating uh, you know, what, what, how that, that introduces so many different challenges. And uh, yes, society itself is male-centric. Uh, it's hard to be it's just to appreciate how hard it is to be a woman and a and a working mother and so on and so forth. Those things require a tremendous, tremendous uh, amount of us being of us being lekav And uh, I, I I don't think society is going to ch- is going to change entirely in that regard. That's how Hakadosh Baruch Hu made made the world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, or at least it's it's the klal of Chava and. This dynamic of Eli Sheikh Chuka Seich, yet at the same time going through the pains of raising children and so on and so forth, this fantastic paradox that we, we spoke we spoke about previously. That's exhausting. It's it's exhausting for for a woman, and that requires us to have a tremendous amount of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be Dalakavskus, and within that Dalakavskus comes all that giving, and within the Dalakavskus comes the diagram that we draw, drew on the board, where we're no longer thinking about ourselves; we're thinking about uh, taking care, taking care of her. And the, the greatest key of raising a Dor Yisharim of Chinuch, the best way to raise children, is to take good care of your wife. The better care you take of your wife, the better children you're going to have. It's very easy. That's the recipe. Shalom bayis is the most important piece of chinuch. It's a wild thing. Shalom bayis is the most important piece of chinuch. I would love somebody to start doing studies about this, but it's so hard to measure shalom bayis. It's so hard to measure. It's easier to measure success in chinuch, but even that is hard. But it's a dover pasha. Anybody who's in the know knows that Shalom Bayis is the most important parameter of success in raising one's children. That's not to say that people who don't have success some have challenges in raising children, that they don't have Shalom Bayis. Everything is all about, just like junior hockey doesn't define everything of the NHL, Lahavdil. But at the end of the day, one of the most important factors is Shalom Bayis. That's an amazing thing. The more and more you put into your, you invest into your shalom bayis, the more and more you're investing in, into the chinuch of your children. Because what you're going to be creating is a happier woman, who's by definition going to be a better, a better mother.
what you're creating is positive energy in your house. What you're showing your children, most important thing a man does in his life is he models for his children. That's particularly his boys. That's the most important job that a man does. It's not being teaching his children, it's modeling for his children. And the more and more the man takes care of his wife and he, and he, and he appreciates her and, and, and uh, glorifies her and savors her and so on and so forth, the more and more their children are going to do that with other people as well. And that's going to be the energy that their children are going to give off to others as opposed to chas the opposite. Baruch Hu Shkuz Nesiyat Yishma'at Yerot Nekadeh Shem Shemayin Abdel Abayis Nemo B'Yisrael